WGNS, Murfreesboro. Do you feel politically homeless, lost in the chaos of modern politics, not sure who to believe? Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, here I am stuck in the middle with you. Democrats call him a Republican. Republicans call him a socialist. He is Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. Welcome to the Man in the Middle podcast, season two. I'm Stephen Reynolds, your host, recording today from the historic WGNS studios located in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Well, folks, it's October the 27th today. We're recording this podcast. And uh, if in case you haven't noticed, there's an election going on. And so by the time this podcast drops, um, most of you will have already have voted. Uh, but if you haven't, we'd like to remind you to get out there and vote on Election Day. So we're going to talk about that and some of the issues that are going on, some of the topics out there. And joining me today is my producer, Mr. Dalton Barrett. I've been waiting on you to ask. Have you really? I, and I just bit, did. We we just bit. had an hour conversation, and now and now and then I finally asked. Well, I wasn't sure. Well. I'm always I'm always fine to talk. Let me say this with all sincerity, Dalton. We were going to do a solo today, but I think it's really good. I really appreciate your perspective. But with all sincerity, thank you for producing the oh, show and making uh, an old uh, an old Tennessean sound somewhat professional on the broadcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I hope to many more. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, and speaking of that, Dalton, we are going to uh, we'll be appearing uh, Sunday night on the Ed Raymer Show, which you're also a producer of. Yep. Good luck. That's one of your favorites too, <laughs> yeah. Ed Show. I know. Uh, I've been producing Ed Show. He's been on the air for almost almost eight years. Eight years, I think. Yeah. I've been the producer of that show for six of those eight. Yeah. So I. Uh, I've been around Ed's show just almost as long as Ed's been around Ed's show. So, <laughs> Well, I tell you, he's really cultivated a big following out there, and he has a lot of guests and a lot of people in interaction. So uh, looking forward to being on that, Dalton, and another fine job you've done for WGNS. Uh, going on. So as we mentioned, folks, uh, there's an election going on, Dalton. Have you voted? I have. Okay. And I, I'm going to say, I don't know the percentages, and I don't know if you know the percentages because I don't think they're out yet, but... I mean, we're 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 looking at record early voting. So a lot of your audience has probably voted. Yeah, most of the audience has probably voted. Uh, as a matter of fact, sixty as of today, sixty six million Americans have already voted. That's insane. I mean, that's crazy. It is crazy. And in Rutherford County, um, we have uh, uh, Alan Farley, the election commissioner, is predicting about one hundred and twenty five thousand votes in Rutherford County, which is about a twenty five percent increase. Well, that's what I, I think I saw, and I um, I saw something a while back where we we were we were on track to with early voting and um, and you know out of person voting and that kind of thing. We're we're there's a good chance that we will surpass the number of people who voted in the last election, period, just oh, yeah. with early voting alone. Just with early voting, which is just so way to go, man in the middle podcast <laughs> listeners. You guys have you we have had election commissioners on. We have had election uh, voter registration activists on. Um, we have had all sorts of people that have really been working hard, obviously, and it helps. Dalton, when you have a motivated populace, do you Absolutely. think people are motivated? I think people may be as motivated, if not more, than they have ever been. I think they have, too. And I think that's a good thing because it's a sacred duty for all of us citizens to vote. 
No and matter what you think about either candidate, they've really fired up the other candidate's side. They sure have. And what's been impressive are folks like you, Dalton, under 30. The under 30 crowd is really turning out, even more so than 2008 when President Barack Obama was elected. Well, I think uh, uh, one thing to credit that too, and certainly not the only thing, but one thing that I think is a huge credit to that is is social media and, and the fact that we're so connected as as a world. Yeah. You can hear, you know, if you want to hear what The Rock thinks about who he wants to vote for, and and you know he's got over a million followers on on Twitter. You can he he's got his endorsements, and and so everybody's hearing about it. Everyone's constantly being told to vote. And, and and I think that's a huge credit to seeing these the, this under-30 crowd get out and vote. I really do, too. And it's really encouraging for me because, let's be honest, Dalton, I'm an old guy. What we're, what happens today is going to impact your life much more than it impacts mine. I, I, yes. Um, my biggest concern is I know a lot of people my age, and I know they're not the brightest, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll how, see how they turn out. Well, let's go back to Rutherford County, people in Rutherford County. There were seventeen over 17,000 new registered voters uh, this round, which is, once again, thanks again to the people like Chloe Cerruti and uh, all the other folks out there, Judy Whitehill, all the folks out there uh, that are... Um, registering people to vote and trying to get people active in the state. Tennessee ranked 49th in 2016 for election participation. I sure hope that changes, Dalton. Well, when it's when voting is exciting. Yeah. And and say what you will because a lot of people don't like our current political climate, no matter, you know, just just the the back and forth and right. and 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 I'm not a huge fan of it. But it's gotten people excited. It sh- at least this time, it sure does. And yeah. it's it's made voting more exciting than it has been. Yes. Um, yes. And I think that that certainly plays into it. You know, if people are excited, if something feels like a game, you know, people are good. People are going to play. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point. And uh, once again, the reason why a lot of these young folks are showing up, you know who else is showing up, Dalton? The African-American community. Absolutely. They're really showing up in, in numbers. And um, and so I think that's going to have a big impact nationwide. Here in Tennessee, uh, I think most folks, uh, most prediction, most media uh, polling companies, they predict President Trump to win Tennessee. Uh, the question is by how much. You know, I think a lot of us would say that that probably Joe Biden will put it easily put ten points on Hillary Clinton's um, finish in 2016. Hillary lost by almost 40 points. It's it, ten points is not. Right. That's a really conservative pick. I I would have to think so. I think mm-hmm. he's a significantly stronger candidate. Okay. Um if you just I mean if you just look at the public reaction to both of them even right. while this even, you know, while both of their campaigns. I mean, if you just look, you know, even though she was predicted to win, he's people seem to like him more. Yeah. And right. um I think he's got he's very he feels very trustworthy. Right. Which is something I think she was lacking, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. We'll see. I think stability is the key. I think, and, and we're going to get to the virus and the economy here in a minute. We'll oh, get to that in our second oh, segment. But I want to touch on something you brought up: social media and how influential social media is, Dalton. There's a story out there Uh-oh. that a lot of my friends can't let go of, and so let me. I know that a lot of people refer to the CIA and the FBI as the, quote, deep state. Mm -hmm. 
But I think it's important to remember that these people are American citizens who've sworn an oath to defend this country. And government agencies. And you know, go- like right. And gover- important ones, too. <laughs> yes, the CIA is kind of important. Really important. I heard a, I heard a, somebody was telling me, a guy I know, he said something along the lines of, you know, I, I, I'm talking about conspiracies, and he's a big conspiracy theorist. He said something along the lines of, you know that the CIA invented the term conspiracy theory to cover up conspiracy theories. That is true. Well, that's actually true, I think. Is it not? Well, from my research, okay. that's just a conspiracy theory. Oh, well, oh, really? <laughs> so, that's another conspiracy, conspiracy theory. theory. Okay, theory I thought that, it was true. Right. To but discredit, right? Right. You I know. think that's from the X-Files, actually, is where I, that all came from. You know, and it's like, yeah. well, okay. You know, that's... that's Right. <laughs> well, so what's going around right now? And, and, and we've had four former heads of the CIA. We've had the FBI. We've had NSA. We've had Fox News even turn down this story, and all other journalists, including uh, Facebook, will prohibit any posting on this story, and Twitter is prohibiting any posting on this story. Got a lot of my conservative friends very upset. They don't understand or they don't want to understand that Facebook's a private company, and they, they can censor whatever they want to, so can Twitter. These right. aren't government companies. They can pretty much... Like we were just talking about off yeah. air. I love that they have the ability to do that. Yep. You know, I wish it was a little... I, I Just like I'm sure you do, wish it was a little less unbiased, you a- know? Absolutely. But they're a private company, and I love the fact that the private company is still able to do that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Well, WGNS is not going to let someone just come up here and broadcast some crazy stuff they're, well, they they own the well maybe they are we've got the man in the mill podcast so and the ed Bramer show too right, right, right. Well, okay can't forget truman we've got the truman right, show maybe, truman. maybe i should take that step back. Oh, yeah. but we we have all of these intelligence agencies dalton that are saying that this hunter biden story is russian propaganda and that they've known it from the beginning and that's right. why none of the news agencies will run it that's why none of the um Fox News will not even run it. That's why Twitter and Facebook have banned it, and of course, by or censored it. And by doing that, it's cre- it just created a frenzy with oh, all yes. of my Republican friends because they think, well, because they're banning it, the deep state is hiding this. Folks, if the if the head of the CIA tells me that that this is a fake story from Russia, I believe him. How about you, Dalton? Well, yes. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean, it's hard for me to discredit those. Guys. I, I'm not a big believer in 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 the deep state or or the elite. That's You're just right. not right. I'm um, I I think it's we've gotten to the point, and this is on everybody's side. Sure, we've gotten to the point where if you can't actually discredit someone's arguments, mm-hmm. you got to make something up. You got to have something right. And um, like I said, we see that on both sides. Yes. Right? I see it uh, with the deep state and and the elite and all that from the right, and yeah. I see it a lot of times with race issues on the left. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. It's if if I if I've got a, an argument or you've got an argument or whatever, you're either a you're either a globalist and elitist or you're a racist. Or you're a racist. And one of the two, right? And the truth is, is that most people are neither. Right. Exactly. Most people just have their own set of beliefs, that's, and that's how they were raised. And there's mm-hmm. all sorts of influences that can go into it. And you know. Now it's funny you said they make stuff up. So when I was a candidate in 2016, Dalton, I ran opposition research on myself. Okay. 
because none of these political types that I was dealing with could believe that I had a clean record. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it is about people that want to run for office without a cl- but uh, you know I'm barely a speeding ticket. Uh, and and but and so what they told me was what you just did. If they can't find anything on you, they'll just make stuff just make up. It up. And yeah. now it's on a it's on just a broad scale. That's that's right. different. You were a candidate. You you right. you expect that. Right. I, I've always been of the mindset, whether it be as a celebrity, if you you know if you know if you got a lot of followers on social media, whatever, you're putting yourself in in the position to have that stuff said about you, even right. made up stuff. Right. You put yourself in that position when you put yourself in the public eye. You do. And uh, but now it's on like a like a small scale. Like that could happen to me. Just you know. Right. Right. It, and it, and it, you're basically where you're going with this is the cancel culture. Absolutely. Well, it's it's that. But I think cancel culture even has a has a different connotation. I'm just talking about people are so at each other's throats all the time. Yeah. You know. We got to change that, Dalton. You well, and I, I voted so. differently in this election. We've yeah. already cleared that before we ever started the show. And we knew that we were going to vote differently before we came into we it. We had no idea. And I really tried with you. I really well. tried to be. I didn't. I didn't do the hard sale. I was just the logical soft sale. <laughs> Didn't work. You right. still have your core beliefs. Right, absolutely. And, and everybody's the way. got them. Yes. And that's fine. L- yeah. Like I was telling you off air. Right. And just, I kind of made this point a second ago. That's good. Yeah. It's good that people can disagree with you. Yes. It's actually great. Yes. If you can sit down and talk about something and they have a completely different set of beliefs than you, it may make you feel bad, but it's a great thing. It should make you happy. Also, you might learn something, Dalton. Yes, but... Even outside of that, some, yeah. for some people, I think that ship has sailed. But even outside of that, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Even outside of that, it's just that we have the freedom to do it, right? And up until 250 years ago, no human being had that freedom. Absolutely. Well, and and you know, you look at even to an extent, even though you go a little further, there are times in even American history where there were people who didn't have the the ability, ability to disagree. That, that's you know? correct, yeah. And um, just the fact that you can openly, publicly say that you support one candidate or the other, that in and of, it is, is in and of itself is a miracle. Absolutely. You know? If somebody is in political power and you're allowed to come out in opposition to them, that's amazing. And that's why we call it a sacred duty to go right. vote. That's what it really means to be an American, folks. Not just that, but to not only Dalton and I, we've got completely different opinions we get along great. Right. Dalton's well, we a good a guy. Lot. We, we agree on a lot more we than, do. than people would think we would. But Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And that's, that's once again, the point of this podcast. And so you, I, I love this, Dalton, uh, being the producer, you're leading the horse to water, which is where I want to <laughs> go right now. We're gonna all going to wake up next Wednesday morning, which is uh, November the 4th, I believe, next Wednesday morning. And uh, and there's and there's going to be we may or we may not know who the winner of the election was. Do you have a problem with that? Do you expect to know on election night? I would like to. Mm-hmm. I think most people would. And normally, any other year, I wouldn't really. You know, if we woke up that Wednesday morning and we didn't know. Oh man. Right. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out soon. You know. Right. Right. But this year, I think we're we're dealing with something completely different. I don't personally have a problem with it, but I know so many people are that I would really hope I really hope that we don't have to that, go through that. Uh, yeah, let's but, hope not because um, we we have an overwhelming number of votes. We right. think right, and so it's going to take a while to count them. Absolutely. Well, let's just say because historically, 
more people vote on election day than early vote. Right. We're not at election day yet, and we're already looking at record voting numbers. Right. So we could have a whole lot. We could overwhelm the system. I mean, we're, you know, who knows what's going to happen. People in Georgia are standing in line for 11 hours to vote. And by the way, in Tennessee, the lines have been through the roof for early voting. I'm so proud that we're hopefully moving from 49th in voter participation. But here's the thing, Dalton. These, yeah, no, these (laughs) election commissions, they have 10, depending on the state, they have 10, 20, even 30 days to certify a vote. Right. So for me, the most important thing is that it's done correctly and that it's, that, and we get the accurate count. And if I know you've listened to all the podcasts uh, because you're right, <laughs> forced right. to, but uh, but you've heard we've had election commission members on here. There are representatives from both parties. There are neutral parties. These there is a very particular process the votes go through to be counted that have multiple eyes on it. And so I want folks to rest assured that your vote does count. Right. And then it will be counted accurately. And we just, and, and Dalton, we live in a fast food nation. Absolutely. Well, and for anybody, because I, I hear frequently, hear the, you know, the argument, the, the biggest argument I hear that my vote doesn't count is with the Electoral College. Yes. That's not true. With the Electoral College, your vote does count. There's a, it, you know, and, and so if you haven't voted yet because of that reason, your vote directly influences the, the vote of this state. Yeah. You know? And so even if you, you don't think you have a chance and you're not voting because of that reason, just do it. Just do yeah, it anyway. Right. Just Number do, one, it's it's not going to take you long. I voted. It took 10 minutes. Took 10 minutes, you know? yeah. I mean, well, I was Well, there was a line at SportsCom when I went the other day, 15 minutes. That's in where and I out. go. I go to, I go to mm-hmm. SportsCom. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's in and out. It's fun. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, it's, yeah, it's fun. I don't, I don't, you know, a lot of people are really enjoying it this year. And, and just a friendly reminder to everyone, if you're a first time listener here in Rutherford County, or you don't know this in Rutherford County, you can vote anywhere, folks. You don't have to show up to a certain precinct. Just show up at any voting location on election day. Like I said, this podcast will be released after early voting closes. Right. Okay. But if you haven't voted yet, show up at any polling location in Rutherford County and they will take care of you and make sure that your voice is heard. Well, and you, you, um, you get to directly even. Let's say, on the off chance your vote isn't all that influential, you still had you still had a say. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you had to, you got to be a part of either your candidate getting elected, or, you know, your candidate having a shot. You had you had a a, a part and a play in that. You got to be part of the grand scheme of everything. Yes. So, I, for me, it's it's a no brainer, and I've yeah. been you know I think the schools do a great job of they teaching. Yeah. Um, you know, we used to have those mock elections when I was in elementary school. Oh yeah, those were so much fun. Oh yeah, I would get into arguments with my parents and my grandparents because sure. everybody wanted me to vote for one person, and they were sure. all breathing down my neck about who to vote for, and sure. I had to tell them that I didn't vote for this person, and right. and that was just fun, and and I think that kind of built for me, uh, and and they just they push it. I mean, every year. Mm-hmm. Um, in school, every election year, they were pushing voting's important, and, and and so they've done a great job with that. I don't know what it was like before, but I know my experience. Um, granted, I'm you know I just graduated two years ago, but my experience was it was very positive. I think uh, that could be another thing we were talking about influencing. You know, these the this under thirty voting number that could be an influence too. You know, uh, the, uh, that has a big role on it, and and uh, you know, I I just your age group, your generation 
Z. Z. Yes. Yep. I'm, my, I'm right my at the children are Z. So yep. is my, so is my son. Uh, this Generation Z, they they kind of think democracy's important, and right. so something's going on. Well, and they're they're a little more outspoken. They are. Than I think. Um, you know the 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 millennials they got shot down. They did. I think unfairly, but they got shot down. They down. Millennials they got, are forty now. Right. And, right. and they got they got bad mouthed at every corner. They're they lazy. Did. They're not working. Well, all think the, about Gen X. Nobody even talks about us right. still. Right. <laughs> I think that would probably be better. <laughs> yeah, but right. you know, yeah. you get you get shot down. So they don't, you don't hear very much from them. Right. Their generation's not all that outspoken. They're right. pretty quiet. You know, right. they they do their thing and and then they move on. You it, know, but Generation Z is not that way. No, they're not. And we have a platform um, that's primarily dominated by Generation Z in social media. Where you can be as outspoken as you want, and people will listen. Yeah, and, and so you have people, uh, people who I, you know, went to high school with from right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, who have an audience of forty thousand people who's willing to listen to what they have to say. Right, right. Just in a heartbeat, and yeah. they can do it whenever they want. And so, all of those things, I think, are really. It's really interesting to see how all this goes. Not only this election, but next election and yeah. and and just onwards yeah so your generation the under 30 really the z's are at 24 i think is the cutoff so. or 23 but really the under 30 crowd could change this whole country tomorrow if they all showed up Absolutely. to vote and Absolutely. they could override everything and drive and which which a lot of young folks want to do they want to drive the future it's part of being young right but anyway dalton well that's great well so dalton um and I really appreciate your voice because, uh, uh, and 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 a lot, all the young people that are out there because I think a lot of young people, like you said, the millennials get a bad rap, right? And a lot of young people, it's like they don't care, um, they're apathetic, they don't really care about, it. and that may be true, but I think that's changing, and I think well, it's a good thing. I I agree, yeah, and I think a big part of that is, of course, you don't care when you're young, right? Of course, millennials didn't care when they were in high school; they were I, tired all I the was time. The same way, you know. Yeah. Me too. Right. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It, they, of course not. But they're they're growing up. Right. They're growing up. And, and what and ha- what gotta, happens is when you start seeing issues that start impacting you. Right. Well, and 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 what you're what what you take in is what you're going to put out. That's a, that's a common church saying. Absolutely. What you put in your body is what you're going to spit out. That's right. And um, what are what what are we putting in? You know, we're we're. Putting in everything, right? We've got constant, constant media connection and 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 twenty four seven news. Yes, even t- more so than twenty four seven news was before. Right now, it's it's right. Everyone opens up your gets up in the morning. Most people do, and the first thing they do is go to that phone. Right for their Check news. Your phone. You get you what may, happened. You last may get night. a text with some news. You may get a Twitter mm-hmm. notification about what the president ate for dinner last night. You never know. Right. You never. But but you're going to see something, yes. and it's going to influence you. And what you take in is what you're going to spit out. And so, I think we've been taken in. Uh, you know that that we have responsibility. And Absolutely, and I think it's important that we circle back to what we were talking about about foreign adversaries. This podcast we've talked about it from the very beginning. Are trying? They know that. Yes. Marketing corporations know that. So they're trying to influence not only your political behavior but your voting, uh, but your uh, consumerism, your Absolutely. your economic behavior. Well, and your your information. Yeah. They want your information. All of your information. You know, the, the TikTok thing I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Because I don't use TikTok. I just, I couldn't really get into it. Yeah. yeah. It's not for me. Yeah. You know, I'll watch TikTok videos on Instagram, but I, I don't have one. I don't make them. 
Right. Um, but there was a lot of controversy with the apparent banning of TikTok. Right. You know, a lot of people thought, well, they, you know, because there was a big TikTok thing where they bought up tickets to the first big Trump rally. And yes. They, you know, he's just trying to get back at him for that. But TikTok's not exactly the safest place to be. No, it's Chinese. Yes. Yeah, it's they, I mean, Chinese intelligence. It, they, you know, people say, well, Facebook takes your information, all that kind of stuff. Well, mm-hmm. what, what Facebook takes is like a like a, a creek and what TikTok is taking is like a like an ocean. You know yes. what I'm saying? And um, but not only that, but it's kind of they don't do a great job at blocking the stuff that you probably shouldn't be seeing. Right. And we'll just leave it at that. But there's some stuff on there that you really shouldn't be seeing that you may could get in trouble for seeing legal you would th- trouble. You would think the Chinese would be really good at that. Right. Since they censor so. in their own country. Um but yeah. I, I mean, I'm talking stuff that like I could go to jail for seeing. Oh, that you yeah. just see scrolling right. through. Right, it just pops up on your phone, right? And, and it's not my fault, but right. you know, if, if if I downloaded it, then you know, right. Um, and so you know, maybe it's not a bad idea that we don't let that be the influence that well, people are seeing. Well, and that's I, I just think people should be aware of Absolutely. who's trying to influence them, and that it's not just marketing companies that want them to go buy a red truck or right. whatever. It right. is political marketing that that are trying so that our policies favor their countries. Since you said red truck in this, everybody's going to get an ad on their phone for a red for truck. A red truck, up, you know. probably but so. Um, but it. When you know who it is, yeah. When you know who, when you do just the minor amount of googling, right. And you know who it is who's trying to influence you, right. Then you can, you can. Do I trust this group? Yes. Or do I not trust this group? Yes. Right. Yes. And what and, is their goal? What are their goals? Right. What are their objectives? What do they want from, from this? me? You know? And it's funny you say that because around uh, the social dilemmas on Netflix now. Yes. I don't know if you've seen that. It's phenomenal. One of the be- it is phenomenal. Re- highly recommend it to anyone out there that has Netflix. Give it a give it a go. One of the best quotes that came out of that was from one of the software engineers that says, "You know, Facebook is free. Who's the customer, or what's the product of Facebook?" Well, folks, you're the product. Right. If well, it's free, and they're of, selling your information. A lot of people think Facebook gets their informa- or gets their money from advertising. Right. And they get a little bit. But they get it all from selling your data. They get it from selling your data. Yeah. Now, I'm of the rare, rare mindset that I don't, I don't particularly mind. Yeah. You know, in fact, it just makes things more convenient for me, right? If I'm talking about something that I want to buy and then I get an ad for it, oh, I can hit that ad. Right. I'm also not doing anything I shouldn't be doing, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to, you know, Facebook's an American-owned company. It's yeah. a private company, but it's American-owned, right? right? And they could be selling it elsewhere and, you know. Sure. But that, to me, that's that's... I've done my research. Right. I'm fine with it. Yeah, right. I so, trust that enough. You know, and and I think that's the point we're trying to make is just know, know who's got that influence on you and yes. know who's got your information. Yes. Um, we just live in a, we live in a world where that's probably going to be the norm. It, it really is the norm. As long as we have unrestricted First Amendment in this country, then, then there's going to be all kinds of stuff out there. That people are talking about. And I think one of the big issues coming up in the next few years, Dalton, is do we bust up the tech companies? Right. I, I like the idea of uh, Andrew Yang, um, Gabriel Fancher, who was on our show, the big Yang guy, and we talked about universal basic income and how we could get that from taxing the tech companies. Instead of busting them up, the monopolies, we could actually place a heavy tax 
and then every American would receive a $2,000 a month freedom dividend, kind of like if you lived in Alaska. I used to be completely against this. I thought it was right. completely crazy. Well, I said, don't, I told my Democrat friends, don't bring this up. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a losing. I was, and now I, I've, I've changed. I've evolved on that right. issue. Well, it's become the norm. Social media and, and these big tech companies are the norm. Yeah. You know? Whereas 10 years ago, is this a fad? Is it going to go away? Right. What, you know? Is Facebook the new MySpace? Right, right. right. MySpace was gone in, in four years. Four or less, know? yeah. Right. And, and, but Facebook's not going anywhere. Not for a while. Not no. for a long time. Mm, uh, I, agree. I mean, and I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm really surprised that, that you know, because we have. We have PBS. Mm-hmm. We got, um, I can't remember the the radio equivalent. I should, being a radio guy. Yes. But I'm surprised we don't have a government-funded social media site, you know? You know, that's really interesting that you say that. Um, I, I don't, and, you know, we did it to TV. We did it to radio. We, you know, we do it to most forms of media. Yeah. It uh, may I'm, be a good thing that we don't, though, probably, because we I'm don't want to see <laughs> politicians tweeting from the White House account. <laughs> You know, something that may be partisan, uh-huh, right? right? I mean, so that that may be explain that. So, okay, Dalton, well, let's move on. Um, enough about the election this Tuesday. Everyone get out and vote. But what do people want to talk about, Dalton? What, are, what do you think are the two top issues right now for the voters out there? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. What's going on right now? Yeah, that, that right. Big, you I know? think you can guess one of them. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's coronavirus. It's, it's coronavirus and it's the economy. That's right. what people care about right now are the top two issues. And for a lot of folks center left, it's social justice as well. Right. When we see a lot of things that are happening out there, uh, well, let's just be honest. We've got black uh, men being shot in the street, um, and that upsets a lot of people. And right. the, the difference between now and 20 years ago are cell phone cameras, right? Uh, because there's been a lot of this um, really poor treatment going on for some Absolutely. time. But but American voters are concerned about the coronavirus, and they're concerned about the economy. Right. And we've had tons of conversations about both of these things. We have. Just because that's what everybody's talking about. Yeah. And... Um, you know, we're, we're 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 still figuring this thing out. Oh yeah, with for sure. You know, for it's, sure. I think we've done. Um, we're doing a significantly better job now at treating and and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff as we were. Um, remdesivir. Remdesivir. Is, that, you know, that's a huge thing. You know, I, yep. I think it kind of got glossed over. That's that's massive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something like. It can cut your hospital stay in half. In half, right. Right. If mm-hmm. you can cut your hospital stay in half, you cut your chance of dying in half pretty much. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Those are all positive steps. We absolutely. hopefully have gotten uh, closer to a vaccine. We, we've learned to quit using, um, you know, only as a last resort, quit using the, the, the respirators. The respirators, or, or, uh, yeah. Ventilators. Uh, the ventilators, sorry. right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've learned a whole lot about treating this yes, thing. Yes, the med- especially the medical professionals, but even the businesses, too. Absolutely. Let me take WGNS for an example, folks. You guys don't see this. You hear uh, you hear the voices. You hear the broadcast every day. Dalton, this station goes out of its way to clean and disinfect uh, every time I, uh, someone comes in, the microphones are changed out. So you've changed your business practice. Right. Well, we've taken a mic out of the studio. And even took a mic and limited you know, the amount of people and, that and, can be in here. And that that's probably the biggest mm-hmm. thing out of all of them, because there's sure. no way to distance in this studio. Sure. It's not huge. But we have uh, technically four microphones normally. There's a, a producer or host mic. Right. Um, and then we have three, quote-unquote, guest mics. Right. 
Well, you know, you take one of those out. Now you've taken the number of people you can have in the studio from four down to three. Right. Um, and one of those people is a producer. Mm-hmm. And and between that and, you know, we have these little covers that go over our microphones so that we can, you know, when somebody spits on the microphone, you don't have to breathe in that. And we right. wipe everything down, including yeah. the stand. And, and, and so... Your business practice has changed. It had to adapt. It you know? had to adapt, as all business practices have changed. Well, I'd probably be sick if we if, if we didn't. If, if we you know? didn't, right? Based I, there on the are amount people of... who have come through this place. Mm. Oh, I, who, yeah. You know who you find out the next day? Oh, I tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Luckily, I wasn't here. Right. But if you don't clean this place down, yeah. what do you do? What do you do? That's exactly right. And so, so that's where we are, folks. And by the way, we just uh, Rutherford County's just reissued the mask mandate. And this is all linked to the economy, and we'll Absolutely. get to that, but I'm trying to demonstrate how businesses are changing, how we're learning to live with the virus, but still we have a group of people who refuse to wear the mask, who want to talk bad about the mask. Listen, folks, it's real simple. If you're not a smoker, go buy a pack of cigarettes, light up a cigarette, blow it out, watch where the smoke goes, then take a draw, put a mask on, blow it out, see where the smoke goes. The mask is not to protect you. The mask is to protect everyone around you in right. case you have the virus and you don't know it. Well, and, and you say that, and that's, that, is a, that was the original point that was made. Mm-hmm. But turns out the masks do protect you. Probably a little bit. Yes. A lot. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the masks are, are pretty, pretty, if you can't breathe out, you really can't breathe you, in. You yes. know, and 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 when when all these cloth masks were happening at first, towards right. the beginning of this, and this is what uh, Dr. Rudd, who does mm-hmm. a lot of stuff here at the station, yep. uh, he has been called the Dr. Fauci of Rutherford County. Okay. Um, that's what a listener called in, the, you know, to tell him that. You know, when, when that first happens, yeah, your bandanas, your t-shirt mask, yeah. they're not really helping you out. Yeah. But these surgical masks are helping you out. Right. You can't get stuff in. These newer cloth masks, if you buy a well-made cloth mask, you can look on there yep. and look for the right information. They are helping you out. Sure. You know, so you're you're going to be helped out and you're yeah. going to be helping others out. The, the, one of the greatest things I saw about all of it, and it was a little Facebook, you know, clip or whatever. If I, if we're standing right in front of each other and I spit on you. Right. And then you spit on me. We both got spit on our shirt. Right. If you're wearing a mask... And I spit on you, and you spit on me. I don't have any spit on my shirt, right? right. So if we're both wearing masks, mm-hmm. we're not going to get any spit on each other. Yeah, we'll be fine, you know. Yeah, right. So just anyway, folks. There, there's the reason why I say that, Dalton. There's a lot of people now saying, "Well, eighty percent of the people coming down with the coronavirus." By the way, folks, as of this broadcast, we are at eight point six million infections in this country, two hundred and sixty-six thousand souls we have lost in this country. This is a serious Absolutely. epidemic. Um, and and I, I'm not a doctor. I'm right. going to listen to them, Dalton, right. and I'm going to listen to the scientists. And we have to find a way to make that balance with our business, which is what we've been trying to do. Well, I'm I'm not particularly at risk. Right. I don't have You're any a young guy. I'm right. a young guy. I'd like to stay fairly healthy. I've got a pretty strong immune system. I don't get sick all that often. But the thing that scares me is more than anything is I I work with a lot of people, and I know a lot of people who are at risk. Yeah. And if I'm responsible for the death of somebody who is at risk, yeah. I'm going to live with that for the rest of my life. Of course that horrifies you are. me. It does me too. It's so, like putting a gun to their head. Right. Right. Well, and and I um, you know, I I I take precautions. I thought um, 
couple of weeks ago, there was a chance I had COVID. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was not feeling well. I was really under the weather. So I went, mm-hmm. I took a test, and I quarantined myself at home for a couple of days until I got my results back. And it turns out I was negative, and it was mm-hmm. fine. Yep. And, you know, I have a radio show here and all these kind of things. So, so I did it from home, you know, yeah. do it remote. You right. know, you do all that kind of stuff, and you just... You're, you're careful. Right. Be careful. Just be careful and be mindful. And here's the thing about the economy, Dalton. It's, I hear, open it up, open it up, open it up. Well, what it is is places are open. There's just no customers. Right. In some parts of the country. And, and even here. Well, here we right. see it some. Some places we see, you know. In some, well, in some places, there's nobody. There's nobody. And here, I think you've got a lot of businesses just trying to get as many people in as they can. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but here's the thing. Folks aren't going to come back. This economy's not going to come back, whether you agree with a mask or don't, whether you support President Trump or Joe Biden. None of that matters until people feel safe. You know, I, I know a lot of Trump supporters who are pro-mask. I believe it. And who don't feel safe going in somewhere without wearing a mask. They're intellectually honest people. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me it's common courtesy. Yeah. I mean I yeah, you know, I don't love wearing them. I'm not right. scared specifically of myself of getting it, but I I, I think they work. You yeah, know, I'm not right. saying that I don't think they work, yeah. but if you're if your kid, you know, uh let's say your son when he was little called you into his room and said Hey, Daddy, there's a mon- monster under my bed. Right. You know there's not a monster under your bed, but you're not going to say, "Oh, you liberal idiot!" There's no monster under yeah, your right, bed. Right? Yeah. Right. You know, you're gonna you're gonna check and you're gonna tell him it's okay. There's nothing there. You've been right. watching MSNBC again, haven't you? It's like just wear it. It's not going to hurt you. Right. You'll be fine. I well, promise. it's just like shoes, Dalton. The reason why people have to wear shoes into an establishment is for sanitary reasons. It's the same thing with shirts. Right. Sanitary reasons. I don't want to eat in a restaurant where nobody, where people can wear no shoes. It's it's also just polite. Right. You know, if I don't want to see your toes, you know, yeah, yeah, right. cover them up. I don't want your, I don't want to breathe in your air while right. this is going around. Right. So... It's it's polite. It's that's and I, right. And that's Courtesy. the main reason I I don't like doing it as much as anybody else. Right. They're not comfortable. They've yeah. gotten a whole lot better. They, I will they prom- have. If you, yeah. if, you know, if you were anti-mask because of the comfort thing six months ago, right. Go out and buy a nice one. Yeah. They're like ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Get a good one. They're so much more comfortable. They you are. can breathe through them so much better. And and be and let's be honest with the weather changing here in Tennessee, we went about our normal sixty days with a hundred degree temperatures, <laughs> right. and with that mask on, it's quite uncomfortable. Right. Um, but, but it's better now. But it's better now <laughs> so that the weather's cooled if, off. If, that, if that's all your your invitation to mask was, just grab one now. You'll yeah, be just, fine. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. And I think that I just want my friends out there who are against the mask or who think they don't work to understand. Understand that and this economy is not coming back. The masks don't stop the virus. They just slow the virus. Right. Well, they. I don't remember what the numbers were, but they do, you know, they cut down your chance of catching it. Yeah, right. I and mean, this whole idea of herd immunity, uh, from the medical professionals that I've talked to, the, and, and we may be headed there. They're, they're saying next week, uh, election week, we could be at 100,000 new cases a day. Right. I mean that's unbelievable. We'll we'll <laughs> at that rate we're sure going to scare herd immunity to death. But you're looking at a million or two million people that could possibly die. An right. overload of our right. hospital systems. Here's the thing: if the hospital's full of COVID patients and you have a heart attack, and need a hospital. 
where are you going to go? That's right. You could be like Utah now, where they're trying to decide who lives and who dies. Right. If you're under 50, if you're under 40, they're going to try to save you. If you're not, you're you're probably a goner. Right. Well, and I think you've got... Um, now, this is the ultimate death panel. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's... You know, you 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 got to be you got to be careful, mm-hmm. right? And we should all, every single one of us, should be doing everything we can to keep ourselves healthy, right? You know what I'm saying? And eat, be a healthier society, right? Eat yes. better. Um, yes. One of the biggest, I think, it's vitamin vitamin D. Vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Take I, I take vitamin D now. I didn't before. Mm-hmm. They come in. You can get them. They come, they're for babies. Yeah. But it's enough for adults. Yeah. They're little lollipops. Yeah. I eat myself a sugar-free vitamin D lollipop mm-hmm. every morning. Yes. And it's. That, that's just one of those things that, that helps you out. It b- boosts your immune, immune it, system. It, well, I actually got to go back to my physical, you know, from the spring. I delayed it because of COVID. They run some blood. Guess what? I'm vitamin D deficient. They put me on prescription vitamin D, Dalton. We're all vitamin D deficient. We are. We don't get enough sun. We don't. We work indoors. Human beings were meant to be in the sun. Right. Exactly. And so we're, you know, we're not getting it from our food alone. That's right. You know? We're all a little vitamin D deficient. Yes. That could be playing part into what's going on it with this very, thing. Very, you know? very well could be. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but but it's but it, there is a direct correlation. The University of Tennessee, uh, Howard Baker Center for Public Policy, is the most conservative think tank in the state of Tennessee. They say you can't run an economy with a pandemic going on. Right. Well, Vanderbilt came out today, said that all of their studies show the same thing too. I guess what I'm saying is, is we're going. Our economy is going to continue to suffer until we get control of this, and right. that should be our number one priority. And, and that doesn't mean everything's got to come to a halt. You it doesn't mean everything has that to come to a halt. Every single one of us, or as many people who are willing, I'll say it that way, need to do what we can. To make things better. Yes. We need to do what we can to keep ourselves and the people around us from getting sick. And we, Because the less people who get sick, the less people who get sick, the less people who get sick. Yes. Yes. And if we can continue to do that, we, we really did a pretty good job. Yeah. You know? So, in, uh, so I come from the construction and the mining industry. You know that, Dalton? You know what our goal was every year? Zero. Right. Zero fatalities. Right. Work in a dangerous business. People die. But our goal was zero, and that's what our goal has to be with COVID. Right. Our goal has to be zero. Right. We want no one in our communities with this virus because it's so contagious. One person can start an entire outbreak. Right. And if and if you if you think you're sick, get tested. Yeah, get tested. Get tested. Stay at home. If you're showing symptoms, don't don't go out. You know, I know a lot of people who um, who I went to high school with, maybe not have been friends with them. But, you know, they think COVID's a drinking game because you can't taste the liquor. You oh, know? my that's gosh. Not, wow, yeah. That's not the mindset we can have. Yeah, right. You no. know, you're probably going to be okay if you're 21 years old and you, and you catch the coronavirus. Yeah. You'll probably be fine. Got a real but good But isolate. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and do your part to, to, to stay as safe as you can. And, um, you know, don't go out partying. And, yeah, and, and, right. I, everybody wants to. We're all fatigued with this. But it's time for the adults to start adulting. And And... I'm also, I'm not, I'm not of the lockdown mindset. Um, I'm of the state, I'm of the be safe mindset. And I'm also of the, if you're at risk, right? you know, if you've got, you know, if you just had a heart attack last year and you've got diabetes, maybe, maybe get somebody to go to Walmart for you. Yeah. 
you know, but I'm also not of the mindset that nobody should be allowed to go. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm, I like to eat out at restaurants. I make sure I eat out at restaurants where there aren't all that many people and I wear my mask until I sit down and when, until my food comes to the table because I know I'm not going to come in contact with anybody and I wear it to the restroom and... But I'm also of the mindset that, yeah, I kind of want to keep going to restaurants. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? So, And I think that there's a balance that we can find there. We can. And the solution. So Andy Dickey's a frequent guest on the podcast. Andy was in Germany when all this broke out. I don't know if you remember that, that time in February when all this was going on. And Andy told us the answer, and it's still the answer. We need rapid tests. Right. We need them everywhere. Absolutely. For, if you want to go to school. Got to take a rapid test. You want to go to work? Got to take a rapid test. And we need heavy funding and contact tracing. Right. And if we do those two things, we can get this under control really fast. And the good news is, is those rapid tests are becoming available. Absolutely. All over now. Well, you got that. And and in the meantime, while we don't have rapid tests, let's keep doing temperature checks. Yes. Yes. You, you know, I, I don't know why we're not doing some kind of smell test. Yeah. Because that's so one of the big things is with with schools, Mm -hmm. if you lose your taste or smell for any reason, maybe COVID, probably COVID, may not be. Right. You know, uh, you get sent home. Yeah. Well, you don't get to come in the building. Right. So why aren't we doing smell tests everywhere? Make us get a scratch and sniff sticker that's That's got a great idea. You don't know what it smells like. You know, it doesn't have any label on it. Yeah, it's a banana or strawberry. Right. 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 What does this smell like? Yeah. You know, and they smell it. You That's know? a really good idea. Why aren't we doing that? You know, yeah. those are things that we can do. Yeah, that are practical. Right. That we you can do tomorrow. Saying? That we can do tomorrow. Yeah. That aren't a rapid test because those are, we're working on them, but they're still expensive. Yes. You know, and and and. We've got to make those available to everybody. We got, we got to do something. That that that's what's going to fix. We've it got is. to do something in the meantime before those yes. are. Available oh oh to yeah, everybody. for sure. We have right. to continue. And you mentioned the lockdowns. No one wants a lockdown. Right. But if our if St. Thomas Hospital I, I says we can't accept another new patient this week, if we have to lock down to flatten the curve, that's one thing. Right. But not just lock down. I don't want to lock down the lockdown. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Because I don't think we're going to be able to lock down a kill the virus because people are going to get antsy. And and they're going to go somewhere. Well, and all this goes back to the essential workers. So, right. So the essential workers, as everyone knows, is very uh, gray area. Right. Let me tell you how it works, folks. You call the governor's office. You tell him what your business is. And, you know, the governor decides if you're an essential worker or not. I think that's wrong. I think the state legislature should do that, Dalton, when we're not in a pandemic. Right. Well, and and I, say, think I think it's also pretty common sense what's an essential worker and what's not. It, it you know? should be. It you should be. But so. a furniture store is not. Right, right, right. So, and this was going on. So, anyway, we've got to improve that. Absolutely. And hopefully we don't ever have a pandemic again, but it happens every, about happen. every hundred years. It'll happen. Uh, I mean, it'll it happen. happened in 1918. Uh, Here we are. And the thing later. to do is to plan when it's right. not happening, to right. plan for the next occasion. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think just, I, I don't know that we, you know, because I'm sure they said in 1918 that, you know, oh, they'll be more prepared next time. I hope we are. Yeah. You know, I hope I hope maybe... I, we live in a different world than we lived in 100 years ago. We're a whole lot more connected, but I, I really hope that we are a little more prepared, and maybe this gets some things enacted that... That, that we might not have done. That we might not have Absolutely. done. You know? Let's circle it back around, okay. Dalton. So we talked about the election coming up to the election. We're all going to wake up on November the 4th. Maybe we know, maybe we don't know. We'll have a better idea, I think, for sure. We'll have a better idea. But here's the thing, Dalton. We're all still going to go to work. Yep. 
We're all still going to say the Pledge of Allegiance. We're all going to go to church on Sunday, or some of us are. We're all still Americans. As you know, there are some things that the president will do that will affect you directly. There aren't many. Yeah. Right. There aren't many things that the president is going to do. I'm trying do. to hold back right now. We've well, just got a great demonstration of how the president does affect you directly. Sure. In yes. the last six months. Right. In my opinion. Right. I'm also I, that, That's another thing, and that's a whole other conversation for another day. You sure. Know, I'm of the mindset, when I was told to, 2 million Americans are going to die, and now we're at 200,000, I'm thinking... Maybe he did a better job than people are giving him credit for. There you go. You know? There you go. And it's all in the tone. So I contend that if President Trump had just somewhat taken it seriously, even if he was faking, he would have been reelected. I I also understand his argument that you don't want national panic. I do. I get that. I understand that argument, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I would have probably handled things differently. You would have probably handled things differently. Right. But But, here we are. But once again, I think... You know, no matter who wins, that's right. the The chances of that being of my life being absolutely directly affected by that are pretty slim. Yeah, you know, right. And so, I think not that that should take the pressure off of voting because that's still important. Right. But maybe that could ease some of the pressure with talking to people about what they think. Yes. Well, and you know, that's, and so see, that's one of the things that we've tried to do, and we talked about this earlier. Trying to have a diverse group of guests. I want as many Republicans to come on here as I can possibly get. I also want people from the left to come on here so that we can hear and demonstrate how we still have a civil conversation in this country. Dalton, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to end by saying with the next president's quote. I'm going to quote the next president of the United States. There are no red states. There are no blue states. There are only the United States. Mm. And so I hope that's what we'd wake up after Election Day. But, Dalton, thank you so much for the podcast. We look forward to future podcasts. Anything else you want to add? Oh, no. uh, um, Like I said, it's been a blast. Don't don't forget now, JT's buying. Me or JT are buying you a steak dinner no matter what. Absolutely. I'm excited. Uh, I get a steak no matter who wins. So, you know. And and now, like, I'm going to go all out. Like, it's going to be from, um, you know, Steakhouse 5 or, or – or, but but since I know I'm not going to be buying, I, I think I can just say that in the, on the air and feel okay. But <laughs> Well, make sure you tell him that, too, that way, because he's competitive and he'll want to show you up. So tell him that. Yeah, Steakhouse 5, JT, don't you be bringing a Western Sizzling up in here. So that's not going to (laughs) work. Dalton, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. and glad we could talk about these things. I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle, and I'll see you next week. Keep it.